It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. You can tell we're here. We are here. We're at the Pike Nursery at Swanee, Georgia, the intersection of McGinnis Ferry Road and Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. We have people who are now well-fed. We have Chick-fil-A biscuits for you as well as Chick-fil-A coffee. You're welcome to come by and get that this morning. We have things to give away. And don't forget, today only, all day today, while supplies last, if you make a $25 purchase at Pike Nursery, we'll give you a pie pumpkin. You go home, make your own pies. We have pie pumpkins right here. We'll give away one for every $25 purchase. Also this morning, everybody who attends the remote broadcast gets to win a fall starter kit, which is a 14-inch big patio mum, humongous patio mum, and two large jack-o'-lantern pumpkins, but you got to be here in order to win those. Our number on Lawn and Garden, 404-872-0750. And, of course, Mickey Gadsway with me as well. And let's go to Jane in Smyrna. Jane in Smyrna. Let's do the little button right there. There's a little button right there. Join us, Jane. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi. Uh, my question was about winter rye, actually. Um, um, when When's the best time to, to put that down to seed with that? And it, does it grow really quickly? My, yeah. my impression oh, is yeah. that it does. It does. Yeah. Anytime between now and the end of October, just about, you can do the winter rye. It sprouts very quickly. You've got, a, you've got four weeks ahead of you here. And the earlier, of course, the faster it'll germinate, the more mm. it'll grow before the cold weather really comes. Okay. But, yeah, I think in the next four, week, four weeks, you should get the rye down, and it'll sprout for you. Thank you, thank you. Well, let me, wait, 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 Jane. Why are you? A quick question about a budleia that that split at the crown, a dwarf budleia. Should but I worry about that, it? I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question, Jane. Okay. Why are you planting winter rye? What's the ryegrass strategy right oh, now? Oh, uh, well, um, it's for my daughter's uh, lawn. Who, when the storm came, a tree fell on her house uh, after the hurricane, and the. Um, that bobcat tore everything up, the grass, wow. all of that. She had a small, she has a small front yard, and I'm, there's a glitch in, in when they're going to get out and how long it's going to take to do it, and sure. when they do, you know, it's going to make a mess. And so I was thinking, well, I'll just pit, plant some ryegrass now to keep it from eroding, and then right. if they mess it up, it's not too much lost. I mean, it was just right. a temporary grass anyway, but... That's a great, great answer, Jane. I was just curious. It may make a fine, fine reasoning for doing it, and I think it's a great thing to do. Okay, great. Okay, so we got great. the winter rye planted soon, and then what about the budleia? What happened to it? Uh, the dwarf budleia, um, the crown split. Uh, two of the three have crowns that, that split open. Is that going to cause any problem, or should I not worry about it and just keep it trimmed to shape? Boy, Mickey, I've had butterfly bushes that have been mashed and hit by lawnmowers and just generally wrecked, and they still seem to come back and sprout pretty well. What yeah. do you think? I've never had a problem with them splitting at the base, but I would probably maybe cut it. You're going to cut it back in the spring anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. True enough. I mean, Jane, you're going to plant, cut it back fun. in January, February, I guess, and that really gives you more flowers on your butterfly bush. Right. So you can do some pruning now, just if you have a ragged limb you want to cut off, go ahead and do that, but then wait until 
January, February of next year, cut it down to about a foot or foot and a half, and that should eliminate a lot of the split splitting and mm-hmm. you know damage stuff down at the bottom as well. So well, you can wait for them and do a little pruning now. going to kill the plant later or something. No, 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 no. It's not going to kill it. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. All right. All great. Right, Thanks bye. for calling, Jane. We've got still. There we go. Having a hard time hitting my buttons on my little thing right here. So next person in line as my little thing comes up here is John in Hushin, Georgia. Hey, John. Good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. My call. Well, so what you need, John? I just had a question. I um, redid my lawn uh, for the second time this year. And uh, my question is I put down seed and fertilizer and lime and... When I put it down, there was rain in the forecast, and yeah. we haven't had any in a, in a uh, while, and I was wondering if I should start uh, putting water on it yeah. uh, because I was concerned that the uh, fertilizer may, may have a, a negative impact on the seed. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to get the seed moist. Keep the seed moist in the top quarter inch or so of the soil. And if you keep the seed moist, it should sprout and then start absorbing the fertilizer and things will be fine. But to me, the most important thing is to keep the seed moist rather than the fertilizer worrying so much about it. I think I would certainly water it and as long as it, or whatever it takes, I guess, to keep the top quarter to half inch of the soil moist, that's what you need to do. Okay. Thank you. And notice it has not rained in several several days at my house, so you're right. It yeah, yeah. Well, I, when I put it in uh, this past weekend, there was some rain in the forecast. And it, right. It's about an acre's worth, and so. I you don't holding. waste your don't waste your money on that on that seed. Let's go ahead and water it. Get the sprinkler okay. out there and water it all afternoon. Move the sprinkler around a little bit. Make sure it stays moist. Will do. All right. Uh-huh. Great talking to you, John. Thanks for calling. We've got Robin in Canton, Georgia, who joins us. Hey, Robin, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Um, boy, I need your help. I bought uh, a creeping perennial from Pike several years ago and filled in a courtyard, and it finally filled in. I babied it, and it finally filled in this spring. And uh, about a month ago, probably about three weeks ago, I went out, and there was a bald spot. Well, the next morning, I got out with my flashlight at 5 o'clock in the morning and started digging around and sure enough I saw the little black half inch I thought they were I guess I thought they were cut worms right which that may be what they are well I got I was aggravated about two weeks ago when we were going out of town about a week ago when we were going out of town and I just went out there with a spade and I just dug down and turned it over the soil and I soaked it with seven Uh and those were gone well I came back from my trip I checked immediately I dug down. There was none of those little varmints down in there, but there was another spot appearing oh, man. somewhere else in the bed. So now so I'm have, thinking... I, what is this worm? I'm, I'm still unsure of what we're well, talking about here. Are talking about a caterpillar or a grub or a roly-poly? Yeah, or a, I don't know. I've looked at so many pictures. Number one, I didn't know there were that many different varieties of cutworms. I always thought I knew huh. what a cutworm, the ones that I've had before. But I looked, and it, they're about a half inch long and they're skinny and they're black and I may be getting them in a stage where they're just past you know egg stage larvae or right. whatever and right. they're black and they curl up when you touch them and they try to go down deep in the soil as soon as you spot them and they, wow. they, they do come out more at night 
Wow, 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 Steve? wow, Robin. This is not something that I know what you're talking about. And I'm looking at Mickey, and her brow is wrinkled up just like mine is right now. And as we sort of make our puzzle, mark, puzzle faces to each other, we don't know what you have. And we've got to know what you have in order to figure out how do you control it. But you said you have pictures of it, Robin. I right? do. I can make a picture of them. They well, um, for some reason, I think they look hard. And when I look at a cutworm in, a, in my little encyclopedia, they look more slimy. Yeah, of course, but they're slick and slimy. Like they're just eating. They seem like they're just eating the leaves um, of the plant. But um, I have found some little roots. But you know, those things are so. Tender. I don't know when I'm going around digging around looking for them if I'm yeah. breaking the little roots off the surface of this. So I'm kind of confused about that. But, um, well, I, I want pictures, Robin. I want okay. you to send me pictures, and particularly if you have, if you're going to take fresh pictures. I don't know if you still have the worms now, but if you take a fresh picture, put a um, set of car keys or an ink pen or something next to the worms, so I can sort of get an idea of scale, so I can see how big it is. Because what you're describing does not fit into any category of worm that I can think of that would be eating a cutworm or anything else would be eating the roots of a ground cover plant. So I'm really puzzled and really want to see a picture of it because I can learn all sorts of things from it. So send me pictures. Okay. Put it in uh, on my either name that plant part of my website or you can put the click on the bottom where it says contact Walter and send me by email. I'll do it right now. All right. I want to see it by the I time I get home. I will. Thank you, Walter. Thanks for calling, Robin. All right. I won't, I won't be going home right after the broadcast this morning because I'll be going to Duluth. The Duluth Fall Festival is this weekend. And I'll be over in Duluth Fall Festival today starting, well, I'll be there around 11, but I think I'll be in the man's corner from 12 until 2.30 or so. It's going to be a lot of fun. Duluth is one of those, as I described to Mickey a while ago, a hipping and hopping little community. They have an amphitheater. They have lots and lots of vendors, food, crafts. They've got music going on all afternoon and tomorrow as well. There'll be a big parade today starting around 11 o'clock through there, too. So if you are anywhere near Duluth and want to have some fun with the family, today would be a great day to go over there. It is a fun community, and the Fall Festival at Duluth starts this afternoon. And I'll be there again in the man's corner from 12 o'clock noon until around 2.30, I'm thinking. Right now it's 817 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, the high around the mid-70s, 75, 76 degrees perhaps. Low overnight will be in the 60s. Tomorrow, cooler. Tomorrow in the low 70s, maybe 71 or 72. Overnight lows perhaps in the high 50s. No rain in the forecast, but the full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Helen is in Powder Springs. No, Sandy Springs, not Powder Springs. Sandy Springs and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Helen, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi, how can we help? I have a Cedrus Deodora Christmas tree. Am yep. I pronouncing that correctly? You sure are. Deodora Cedar, sure are. Um, it has a bamboo shoot running up the middle of it to keep it erect. And at what point do I remove that? I had one before, and um, 
it died, but when I took it away, it started leaning. Huh. <clears throat> so how tall is how tall is this one you have? It's probably about five feet. I think we take, take it, it out. Take All right, we well, have unanimity here. <laughs> Mickey Gasway and myself both vote. Take, take it, it away. Take it away. If it leans, generally speaking, it's leaning because it wants to lean, and it will either straighten itself up or have a little curve in it and straighten back up all of its own. But by having a bamboo stake or any kind of guy wire on a tree, even when people guy trees up, if they don't sway a little bit, it doesn't stimulate the wood in the tree to stiffen and to harden and to grow in the right direction. Oh. So I think you do need to take the bamboo out of it. Okay. Well, um, I was... The one before, I was wondering if it was leaning, like looking toward the sun, maybe not getting enough sun where it was, but I'll it do that. It uh, should be in full sun, so it shouldn't be leaning in any direction for the sun because you put them in full sun, probably, I hope, anyway. Well, no, not full sun, not all day. <laughs> mm, it could about, use at about, least six to eight hours of sun during the day. That's what it will be happier in, oh, in growing. Okay. Okay, well, I'll just see how this goes. Also, I have I have gardenias that are um, they have, they're like the small leaf with the little small pretty petal yeah, flower. Sure, sure. Uh, and I all of a sudden they're beginning to die. I've had one to die, and the one next to it is now dying. And hmm. I don't know what to do with it. One of the things that I was lauded in the neighborhood was when my neighbor's gardenia liked that a little uh, uh, small leaf gardenia was not looking great in front of Lisa's house. And I went over there and put some milorganite. I could have used hollytone probably too, but milorganite fertilizer resurrected that gardenia and it blooms and looks fabulous to this day. I don't know what miracle potion is in milorganite, but I used that on my gardenia and it looked great. So I would recommend get some milorganite fertilizer, Helen. Put a little double handful onto that uh, gardenia. It'll feed it very, very slowly, and maybe you'll get a miracle like we had in front of Lisa's house in my neighborhood earlier this, or uh, well, it's actually last year that it happened. So last year. Hopefully that works for you. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden as well as the Pike Pick of the Weekend after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Swanee, Georgia. We have Chick-fil-A biscuits. We have Chick-fil-A coffee. We have things to give away as well. And if you have never been to a radio broadcast, or at least a lawn and garden radio broadcast, we have exhilarating discussions during the breaks about which plants are well, which plants are not so well. Mickey says she's got advice on which of my echinaceas have come back, which ones have not come back. We have arguments about what things should be done or shouldn't be done or diagnosis for plants that people bring us in here. So it is really it is a lively time during the breaks. You don't get that if you don't come to a radio remote broadcast. And I appreciate the people who are here who have indulged me. We also ask questions sometimes of, uh, of uh, our audience that they get prizes like a WSB T-shirt. So we have all sorts of things that we give away. By the way, while you're here, be sure everybody to register for the uh, fall starter pack. We have the chrysanthemum and the two jack-o'-lantern pumpkins on the table over here that somebody will win 
If you're here, you can register for that. Vicki Gasway, every Saturday morning, 835, we have the ceremony that we call the Pike Pick of the Weekend, where you have chosen a plant that's going to be 20% off. What is our Pike Pick this weekend? This week is boxwood. We've got several different kinds. Um, They're great plants. I've got them all over my yard. Um, I I like the way they look. They're very resilient. I seldom ever lose one. Um, There's some real small ones, the little fruticosas, the dwarf ones. You can keep those really, really small. I've got a customer that uh, has them around her vegetable garden and her uh, herb garden, and it's beautiful. It's so pretty. Um, they say they'll get to six feet tall in a hundred years. Wow! So you know you can keep them. You dog was keep boxes for a while. I went to the um, to Brumby Hall in Marietta uh-huh. this past week to the Daisy Garden Club over there. Had a great time with them, but saw some of those beautiful boxwood hedges around Brumby Hall in Marietta. They were gorgeous, yeah, just pretty. gorgeous. So, so boxwoods on sale, twenty percent off. And That's again. Right. Plant them right to begin with. You plant them so that they do not get too much water or too little water in their growth. They will be fine. You can fertilize them, I think, with one of the slow-release fertilizers. The E.B. Stone slow-release shrub fertilizer works great. Plant them. You can water. put them in pots. I've got to, uh, some in pots that have yeah. been in pots for years. So and they work great to. as a pot. Sometimes in the middle of the pot, you mm-hmm. have a little dwarf uh, boxwood growing there with pansies and petunias mm-hmm. and things around the side of the pot. They're just a great evergreen plant, fabulous right. plant. Um, again, planted right. They can last for years and years and years. Barnsley Gardens has those up there, 100 years old at Barnsley yeah. Gardens as well. But it all depends on planting them right to begin with. Make sure they do not get too many, uh, too much water around the roots. So, Mickey, basically the pipe pick of the weekend, all you have to do is load up your cart with boxwoods, go to the cashier, say, Mickey said 20% off. That's right. That's all you have to do. Pike's Peak. All right. We got classes coming up, Mickey. We do. We've got one coming up next week on uh, fall containers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be at Peachtree City, Johns Creek, um, West Cobb, and Lindbergh. Lindbergh. So you can go online. We'll find out where which one exactly is which day. Yeah, yeah they're all uh, Yeah, they're all at 630, but they're uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Is this one you Once have to register for because you make no, a container? This is not no, a, no, this is one we're just going to show you how to make the okay, container. Okay, good, good deal. And I get to do the most of them. All right. Mickey Gasway will be traveling around Atlanta to points yet to be determined all over Atlanta to do container guards. That's next week, this coming week. We'll yes, be doing that. yes, sir. Today, the Pike Pick, Boxwoods, all Boxwoods at all Pike Nursery locations, 20% off. And where would we go to find all the Pike locations? At PikeNursery.com. At PikeNursery.com is exactly where we would go. Let's go to the phones. We've got more people waiting in line right now. Cynthia and Decatur, who joins us. Hey, Cynthia, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Well, Cynthia, your button somehow is not working on my computer. There she is. Hey, Cynthia, good morning. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I need a kind of a small tree, and I, I don't want something that has inherent problems like um, Bradford pears that break yeah. apart. Smart thinking. And it has been suggested to me um, a, an American hornbeam or a European hornbeam, mm-hmm. and they're nice-looking trees. I'm just wondering, do they have any inherent bug problems and things like the cherries do, or do they break apart like the Bradford pears do, or, you know, is there anything that just, you know, is a problem with them? 
they're green. I mean, that's good. They're yeah. tough, generally speaking. They're a tough tree. And I don't, Mickey, mm-hmm. have anything wrong with hornbeam mm-hmm. at all. No. No. I don't think no. So. No. Okay. So they don't bloom. Right. I mean, it's not like a crepe myrtle that blooms or a dogwood that blooms or there's something secondarily, no, just, you know, to I recommend. I just need a nice little tree, some trees to make a little row to, um, and, but I don't want anything that's really tall or wide. And yeah. How tall is tall? 85 feet. And I don't want anything over about 40 feet. Hornbeam oh, will fit perfectly. Yeah. I think it'll be fine, Cynthia. And you're smart to ask now, not five years from now when you're whatever tree you have planted. Now, I didn't know that when I planted my Bradford pear that it was going to fall apart like this. It, it, yeah, but Cynthia, you're great. asking now, and that's the right time yeah. to ask when you are planting a tree. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Thanks Cynthia. For- We've got Pat in Athens, over in Clark County, the smallest county in Georgia. Clark County is. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Um, I have a 10-year-old azalea. Well, I have two of them, actually. But one, the leaves are curling up, and they're sort of a yellowish. And I have a lot of dead limbs uh, around the bottom. And this has been a wonderful shrub for me, and I've never had issues like this before, and I sprayed with neem oil, but then I started wondering if there might be something better. But we haven't determined exactly what's going on with them, have we? No. So the neem oil was just for decorations, or to make it shiny, or <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, Pat, I know neem oil does cover a lot of things. It's both an insecticide and a, nomad- and a uh, fungicide, so that's good for neem oil. But until I figure out whether it's an insect or disease, or maybe drought, or maybe root rot, or maybe some other thing, then that's when I'd start thinking of what to spray and what to do about the particular problem. So curling up, to me, sounds like a water problem. Is that not right? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm sort of asking you, Pat. (laughs) Doesn't curling leaves indicate somebody's drying out and not doing so well water-wise? Well, I I thought that I have been watering. Um, Of course, you know, we had the hurricane, which dumped tons of water here. Um, But And I have watered some, not not as much as I normally do uh, late in the summer because of the amount of rain we've received. Yeah. Um, so you think that could be the issue? Possibly. It's also affecting um, the one next do- right next to it. I had someone come in last week, and they had an azalea, and the mulch had gotten up on it so high ah, that yeah. that had made it start to um, to have some dieback like that. And when I looked at it, I realized that's what it was because it was all up at the end of the shrub. So sometime after a few years, that happens, and it's good to go in the there and kind of pull it up. away. Yeah, yeah. Pull it away in water. Yeah, pull it away from the, the, the center of the plant. Pull it away because it doesn't need to. Touch that plant anyway. You're just you're mulching the roots. You're not mulching the stem. And, uh, well, one thing I did find on two of the stems that uh, were had died at, close to the bottom, there was a, a scaly blue, um, looks like a waxy substance that had wrapped around 
the the stem. I didn't know if that was connected to this or not. So it's not a lichen. Lichen, that's what. Lichens to both of us sounds per, uh, possible there. So a lichen, you know what a lichen is, Pat? Yes. A lichen. So it could be a lichen, or could it be a wax scale, or what do you think there? And this is the kind well, of thing, yeah. Pat, that you're, you need some eyeballs closer than we are here in Swanee. Here's what I would do, Pat. Go mm -hmm. take a sample of your azalea over to the um, extension office there in Clark County. It's one place you can go and talk to Amanda and ask her what she thinks. And the other place is take it to the uh, uh, Kofor Home and Garden. It's over in Athens as well. And the people at Kofor, generally speaking, seem to, seem to know what they're doing over there. But you've got two places right there that you can take it to. And I think I'm not going to be able to diagnose it much further than this, but it sounds like a too much or too little water, not so much a disease or something. So that's what I'm going to lean towards, I think, anyway. It's going to be water problems, lower, lower stem, environmental, or something like that. Paul is in Snellville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Paul, good morning. Morning, Walter. What's up? Not much, Paul. What's going on with you? Well, I got a couple questions for you. Ask me number one. Number one, will Bucanero beer and cedar shavings keep squirrels out of the attic? No. Okay. Next question. Number two. No, number Why two, do you think Bucanero beer is going to have anything to do with shavings with the squirrels in your attic? Well, you know, if you mix cedar shavings with certain things put in your attic, it'll keep squirrels out forever. No. <laughs> you will not persuade me that it ever does, Paul. I'm sorry to say, but Snellville is not bringing me any wisdom this morning. No, cedar okay. shavings does not okay, keep squirrels two. out of an I attic. I have always Go heard bell green bell peppers. If yeah. you turn one over and look at the bottom of it, it has four bumps. You turn another one, right. and it's only got three. Right. I've always heard that the one that has four is a female, and the one that has three is a male bell pepper. Is that true? No, totally <laughs> false. Strike two. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I'm just wondering. Sad to say, Paul. I mean, give me, give me number three here, and I'll tell you if you're right on that, too. But no, there's no such thing as a male or female bell pepper, no matter how many bumps they have on their bottoms. And uh, cedar shavings, despite what uh, Ludlow Ports used to say, will not keep squirrels out of your attic, not even mixed with Buccanero beer. You're wasting good beer, Paul. Why are you doing that? Okay, number three, will a, a linden tree, will it live in Georgia? Linden tree. Now, Gazaway, I'm hopefully you know whether the linden trees go in Georgia or not. I don't not. think they will. We don't think I they don't will, think but so. we're not sure. I'll no, tell you the truth. it's too hot. Yeah, I do too. We think no. it's maybe a little bit too hot, Paul, but you're welcome so, to try. I know sure. you're an experimenter in the garden. You will try anything. So I would say try <laughs> the linden tree and let me know in, uh, in a couple of give years. Give it some beer. It yeah, give it some beer. <laughs> well, you know, that's another. I've always heard that if you put if you planted a linden tree and poured Cristel beer on it, it would live. Cristel <laughs> beer, yeah, that's possible too, Paul. All these Cuban beers out there. Paul, it's wonderful to talk to you, but i got to get out of here. You think of another couple of three uh, bits of wisdom and bring it to me next Saturday, all right? All right, see you, thanks. Talk to talk to you soon. It's eight forty seven at News Talk WSB. Back to more lawn and garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. All right, we're here. Quick weather update brought to you by 
Ackerman Security right now. It's going to be about 70, mid-70s this afternoon. Very pleasant day, low humidity. Wow, it's going to be great. It is great right now. Broadcasting, of course, from the Pike Nursery in Swanee. The overnight lows in the mid to low 60s tomorrow. Lower still, 74 degrees tomorrow afternoon. And 50s, maybe high 50s tomorrow night. What a nice fall it is. Great time to come out to Pike Nursery. And again, we're here at the Pike Nursery in Swanee. we got one last question. I think we can get in here. Pat joins us. And, Pat, let me push your button, and you are on the air. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hey, Walter. I've got a good question for you. Speak. I've got some blueberries that are in containers. One's about two and a half foot, two foot. One's about a foot and a half. When should I plant those? Someone told me that I should wait for it to cool down a little bit, but sort of soil still warm. It is perfect today. Plant those blueberries this afternoon. Don't let me hear the screen door hit you as you go out the door. Okay, and i got what? a bag of meal organized, so I'm ready to go. Well, don't put the whole bag. It's no. a little more than it wants. But, yeah, yeah a couple of couple a three bit. handfuls of melorganite out there. Make sure you make a nice wide area for the roots of the blueberries to spread out in, Pat, because they really, really appreciate a large, wide, big area that they can uh, move into over the next couple of years, and they'll be happy, happy, happy. Okay. Listen, thanks a lot. Say hi to your mom for me. All right. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate that. Bye. Go down to see my mama every Wednesday afternoon and bring her that Chick-fil-A chocolate milkshake which my mother appreciates so so much you know i take a minute right here to mickey i meant to say this earlier this morning but if you want to go someplace fun next spring i'm taking a garden tour to italy to the amalfi coast in italy you can come in with us we go to rome we go to down the green part of the shin of the italian boot if you will if we go down there see the olive groves the orange groves the uh, wine making part of town we do test the wine to make sure nobody is um poisoned by wine make sure that we are the only ones who get poisoned by the wine we go down to sicily we go to mount etna we go to um uh just all the cultural and historical things of the italian southern italian area if you want details on that we are going to be in april and may of next year and the details are on my website walterreeves.com first page right there you can check all the uh facts and figures about where we're going and what we're going to do you ever been to italy mickey no you should come to me. Come to Italy. You have to fly. You don't fly. <laughs> fly. They have boats and things like that. You uh, go to their yeah, boats. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they'll build a bridge. When they build a bridge to Italy, Mickey's yeah. going to come with us to come over there. Mm. It's been a great Saturday morning. I had so much fun at the Pike Nursery in Swanee. Here, we still got some Chick Fil A biscuits. If you want to come by and get your Chick Fil A biscuits, we have that as well as Chick Fil A coffee. Thanks so much to Lorenzo Kemp for making sure that we stayed on the air this morning. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Alabama plays who this afternoon, Mickey? Miss uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss this afternoon, Alabama, and, of course, the University of Georgia here in your home with the dogs. Playing Tennessee, those big orange people up there in Tennessee. We'll see what happens with them. We'll see you next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. Stay tuned. The Home Fixing Show is straight ahead.